Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello, hello, and welcome or welcome back to USA Global TV and Radio. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck, and I'm super excited to have you here with us for our new time slot for presenting Pet Psychic Amina. It's 3 p.m. Eastern Time, which this week is 7 p.m. GMT, which is going to be 8 p.m. GMT next week. So thank you again for joining us. Today we have a very tough topic. And if you've ever owned a pet, if you have a pet right now, if you've ever been close to anyone's pet, when is it time to say goodbye to your beloved pet? And for those of you who don't know, I had three dogs of my own. I share my little picture. There they are. We've got uh, Ritz, I can't figure out, Eiffel, Star, and Ritzy. And um, on my watch, I had to put Eiffel down, which um, wasn't even... I didn't even really get a choice, um, which is another story. But my mother had to put the other two down when I was traveling for business. So it's very tough. It's difficult for everyone. You never forget it. Let's talk to the expert. Let's bring out Pet Psychic Amina and have her weigh in on what's the best approach. Hello. How are you? I'm great. Sunny. I mean, it's California. What do you you expect? It's sunny. Yes. Sunny again. Friday. (laughs) <laughs> depending on where you are how sunny it is how many clouds there are but but i'm very very fortunate as 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 you are with our location and what of course i'll share with you that everybody doesn't see in front of me is this great uh, panel of windows and i have a very adorable cute kitty sitting right there on the window ledge so if i get distracted it's because she's acting up because she's our wow. smart one and needs too much activity <laughs> and there is a plant within two plants within her reach so so far the plants have lived <laughs> Well, that's a very good thing. That's great. So just so Um, everybody knows, I am a real pet owner. I get asked this all the time. Do you actually have pets? And and I don't know you, I I would like a doctor that actually has gotten sick once in a while or or struggled with a few things or a gym person that was fat and then, you know, got better or, you know, got more trim and healthy because they, you really know what somebody's path might look like. Everybody's path is unique but I at least will know what you look like. I have struggled with my pets. I have struggled with training. I have studied with professional trainers. I'm not perfect. And as I always say here, I'm going to give you broad, but specifically broad suggestions. And I'm your biggest cheerleader, but is it perfect? Nope, never. So when we're coming to things like end of life decisions or anything like that, it is a really big deal that we take time, take time to uh, learn how to train, take time to learn what, what are their needs. A lot of times we get caught up in our 
own needs and we're not thinking about really what what does my pet need at this point where are they at mentally does that make sense absolutely yeah for sure yeah so uh, when many is, times we just think about ourselves and the pet's suffering and we just absolutely. want the pet to continue on and meanwhile you know they're not able to function at any high level Right. And, and, and the nice thing is I'm watching this parallel and I'm, I'm sure you, you had grandparents and maybe you were around, I, I being the youngest child, I, I got drug around to my mom's parents' house as they were, um, you know, going through their last transition. I remember going to the hospital to see my grandmother and it does make an impression on you. So I am, and we all are, a product of our life experiences. And I want you to honor that. There's somebody out there who's doubting them. That's how these conversations come up for me, that I'm supposed to say this. And so I, I really lucky that Dr. Jacqueline goes, you just go with it. But death is not a terrifying topic for me. It's an everyday topic because I, I talk to people who have died. And, and I said that correctly. I talk to people who have already died. That is part of my gift. I don't know why, maybe because I accept it as normal. Um, I've been caught talking to people that aren't there. And I have to be careful. For me, it's because I've seen this since I was little. And the animals are no, no different for me, for me. So what I always, always say first, go see a veterinarian. Go see an MD if you're sick. Go to somebody who spent their career learning about the mechanics of how a body works. I don't want any of us to say, oh, well, I know, or a psychic said, or a trainer said, or my next door neighbor said, they went through this. You're, everybody's going to have a unique path to how this is going to manifest itself, how it's going to go down in detail. And I want you to be as prepared and hopefully this conversation will help you. It's sad to say goodbye, but I want you to think about it maybe from a different angle. And Dr. Jacqueline, when you're, I don't know, you pick somebody, but when somebody close to you was dying, did you see the suffering? Were you around during the part where it's constant medical doctors and constant medications and any yes. of that kind of stuff, that nightmare? Yeah. <laughs> I, with my dad. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and look, and look at just, just look at your body language by how you answered that was so, if I could have coached you, I would have, but it should be organic like that is it's draining and it sucks our life because we're so heartbroken about what they're going through. And, and we have that empathy for a reason. So we can love others and we can love them where they're at. Your animals are no different. Your people are no different. And I want you to start out at the vets. If you're going to go through an illness, wouldn't you love to have professional support? Now, if you can't find a vet that can help you, keep looking. I do it with doctors. If you can't help me where I'm at, then I'm going to find someone else. I'm not saying let's go doctor surfing at all, but I want you to get the help that you're looking for or the help that is where your pet is at. If it's a broken leg, you can pretty much go to almost any pet and or vet assistant. That was what I was. 
I was a vet assistant. So I was trained in how to bandage. Now, I also am am a first responder. So I have all of that for people. It's really easy to transfer over to a wild animal because the mechanics are the same. You just have to know what you're doing. What happens is I'm going to take care of my animal while they're in my home and then go to the vet because I want that professional backup opinion. Maybe I missed something. We have, I've been fortunate enough, and that's tongue in cheek, to have broken my ribs twice. And the first time, my parents didn't think it was necessary to get an an x-ray. The second time we did. But the doctor's like, what? What? Why wouldn't you? Because these types of breaks can have shards and pieces and be floating around. Your body will absorb. But that might be a little bit painful, a way to recover. So please, first and foremost, go go see a professional. It is really, really crucial. What you can do at home is give them support. You can, if you have ACE bandages or a piece of fabric, you can just rip up. We have tons of old sheets. We keep them around just because we have animals. Right now, I'm looking at a printer in front of me on the table, and it's covered in an old sheet (laughs) because there's a plant nearby. And it's got a cover, of course, because mechanisms and plants don't mix as it drops leaves or something like that. That's not a good combination. Or having a lot of cats with cat fur. Electronics don't like that. So we protect it. The same thing you can, you can take a sheet, a towel to support the leg to get your animals not hopping, jumping, trying to walk on it. The hard part is, is they're going to chew it off. That's where those lovely cones of, what do they call it? Um, Something terrible. Cones of shame, I think is what some people call it are doing, you'll see an animal who comes back from spaying or neutering and has stitches. They're going to have that. You can create those things. And nowadays you can buy them online and get them shipped to you. Go down to a pet store. Some of them have those things that will protect your animal from chewing on their toes, from chewing on a Band-Aid until you can get them into a vet and or the vet will give you one if you're able to get in right away to prevent them from taking the bandages off. But you can do that. You can prevent them because I don't know about you. I have tried to follow my cats around why they are doing things they shouldn't. It, It doesn't work. I'm not fast enough. I'm not clever enough and I'm not fast enough. My biggest worry, of course, is them being on a shelf and and the screen pops off. Uh, I have a three-story condo. Yeah, that's not cool. So first things first, if you're a pet owner, please go take a first aid class. They have them through the Red Cross. They have them through city programs like Parks and Rec. They have them uh, in a lot of vet clinics, have them. Some of her have costs, some are not. Please, 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 if you're going to keep pets, get trained in basic care as far as emergency care, especially if you're going to have an indoor outdoor. If you have a dog, most likely you're taking them for a walk outside. It is so important. For my German Shepherd, we would ride on a bike course he's not riding he's running alongside 
mine. And that was a training issue to make sure we did never. When I was doing it, they didn't have the attachment that you can put to the, to the back wheel that keeps, it's, it's a flexible like bungee cord rod. So it keeps the dog a couple of feet from my wheels and they don't trip and in, and they have it, it it's like a, a bungee cord in metal so it has give to it those are really great but what happened is he was we were also competing in in the agility courses uh in competitions all year long so he was and i were were constantly exercising we're constantly building the bicycle riding was for endurance and then the hurdles and all of that was fast stuff but he got something called slipped paw, where literally the bottom of the paw slipped off. It, it, he had run so much that that callus just slipped off. So I had to balance between getting him out, getting him walking. They didn't have booties in those days and keeping his paw protected. So these are, this is why I recommend that you get trained on basic pet first aid. There are really great YouTube videos. The internet has a plethora of resources. If you're like so many people, they would rather be with an instructor in a class, go to Meetup. I believe it's a meetup.com, but Meetup has been around forever and they are all about free groups, free clubs, pet clubs, women's clubs, men's clubs, what, whatever you're interested in, movie clubs. And you can go to Meetup and find a dog group that either they're working on training or they share their training tips. There's a lot of really great free resources and paid resources. You do what works for you. Some people don't have the bandwidth, mentally, physically, or time, whatever that means, to do it themselves. And they send, they get a trainer. That's great if that's your lifestyle. Just remember, what an animal looks at, a trainer, especially a dog, number pack animal, they're going to look at that trainer with a different respect than, and hierarchy than you because you've stepped in another person. So it's really important for the trainer and you to go over how to keep your place in the pack because I don't ever want, I hate to see anybody be the law, the last person in the pack and the dogs are ruling the house. I don't know if you've spent any time with people who have animals that rule the house. It, it It's a mess. It, it's an absolute mess. And most humans are pretty miserable about it. So be careful. That's what I'm here to do is show you the outer sides of what could go wrong, but what could go right. Because what you're trying to do is far more important than the difficulties that you might have, could have, it's possible, and it could never come to anything. I'd rather you be prepared for the worst and nothing happen. Because if you're not prepared for anything and it happens, then guess what? The house still burns down if you got a hose or not. But having a hose would really slow it down until the fireman got there. Great, great advice as always. Thank you. Um, I want to peel back the onion, so to speak, about everything not always going the way we like it to go. So we're in a relationship and we have pet or pets 
and uh, we're just not getting along with each other and we decided to break up and now who's going to have the pets and who's going to make the decision about the pets about what happens i mean you, you see this what on a mess. yeah <laughs> it becomes a real mess it so, is it, i mean it's a lawsuit now people are having yeah. pets instead of kids yeah any advice i know you're not an attorney but based on your own experience any advice you'd like to give people um well, what to do I'd to love prepare for them to be logical and fair but if you're in that position, you're probably so emotional that logical and fair are really hard to reach. That's not wrong. It just, it's just our pop, our, the way we're put together. For example, I'm going to use my own life as an example. I live with my daughter and she, you know, she's a grown adult, has a career, the whole thing. And we have two cats, three cats. I've lost count. Three cats now. And when we took my other daughter's cat. So yeah, that makes three cats. We are passionately in love with the two that are kind of like both of ours. Now, one cat is completely devoted to her and that she's had since he was a kitten. So that's not up for discussion. But Rin is very shy. Talked to her about her many times. And she now goes to both of us and looks for affection. But she's still incredibly, incredibly shy. That one, I think Rahime would be okay with me taking if I moved out. Where we'd have a little bit of mm, World War something, <laughs> I think it'd be pretty strong. And what you're talking about is Emma. So Emma, we, we got from a girlfriend of hers that should never have had a cat. <laughs> and they learned really quick. Emma's very smart. She's very creative. In not always the best way. <laughs> and I talked about the show started that she was sitting in the window. She's now, of course, walked away. But that one would be a struggle. So using my own life, what would we do? I really don't know. But I think what I think we would do, because we're grown adults and we've been faced with different decisions that are very similar to this. And I think we actually talked about it at one time when, when I talked about getting my own place again was what would happen with Emma. And I said, well, she'd come with me, of course. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. And I think we would end up in dual custody. And if that's really what's best for the pet, which usually it is, that they love the both parents equally, then because it's different. Let me be really clear. Just because somebody goes for walks with one partner and refuses to go walk with the other one, well, maybe he's just done walking or he doesn't like the way they hold the leash or he, he loves doing TV all day with the other one because he loves curling up with them. They're the best huggers on the planet. So it's not wrong to have a pet treat you differently the same with people they have the right to treat you differently but but in this day and age with people having less children that are not fuzzy we it is time for shared custody and i see more and more and more families it just escalated in the especially when the pandemic started it escalated really high and people were forced to deal with Tuesdays and Thursdays, you get him. Wednesdays and Fridays, I get him. And we can meet in the park in the middle. But it's really that kind of work. This is a child. 
This is really meaningful for both people's health and well-being. Is it hard? Yes. But is it the right thing for the pet? Most likely. So please let me always preface, do what's best and safest for your pet. They will love you so much longer. It doesn't matter if you've showered in three days, but they do need food. They do need medicine. They do need constant, unconditional love. Not conditional love. That's different. I do this for you. You do this for me. Okay? That, that's, that's not true love. We see it in humans a lot. Well, you have to do this, or you have to have that, or you have to have the right job, or whatever. Animals don't come with that. They see the person that cares for them, with them, and they choose. Dogs are going to be a little different. Cats are totally independent. And I have told everybody before is we actually had a cat years and years and years ago. I, I'd been newly married only less than a year. He walked away. He did not like the new man in the lower, in the house at all. I found out he moved three blocks away to my neighbor's house. <laughs> I was like, do you want me to send you food? Do you want Because I loved him dearly, but he'd made a decision. It was heartbreaking. I can't tell you. I was only barely, what, 20, 21 when it happened. So I was young enough to still be completely heartbroken. I, I think I'd still be that today, but I'm going to make up that I, I'm better. I'm stronger. No, <laughs> not where animals are concerned. Uh, thanks so much. I love the transparency and just the human aspect. It, it means a lot because these are tough topics, difficult subjects for people to speak on. And I'm really glad that you're here with your expertise and guidance. So thank you. But on another topic, I wanted to share something uh, somewhat humorous, I guess. Uh, when <laughs> Back from New Jersey here in Florida, you know, Hurricane Ian had come through, but mm. missed this part of Florida. But still, there were things that had happened and we hadn't been here for months. And I counted 21 spiders in my bathroom. <laughs> 21. Did you take pictures and name them all? Because you, you didn't send I, them to me. You're so I did selfish. not take any pictures because there were also little lizards. There was, it was, uh, yeah. Did so you anyway. Little lizards, so um, and of course those flying palmetto bugs. I, I don't know yeah. what the purpose of them is. I don't even want to go there. Yeah. But I don't know where they all went. But now, full time living in the bathroom with me are six spiders. And <laughs> what I think is so interesting is they each have like a different corner. Right, so this right. morning when I got up, this the one spider was in the one corner, and I and he's a very dark spider. Like you can mm -hmm. see him even in the dark, really. And another spider had moved into his corner. He's a very light spider. And the dark spider moved over about three inches. And I was like, whoa, I guess you don't own this anymore. Exactly. <laughs> well, you're really seeing the hierarchy because it's not about size. It could be about uh, biteability. It could be about who got here first. I don't know. They don't talk much. I have to tell you, I talk to a lot of spiders, but it's me talking to them because I find them fascinating. And, you know, I only have the one rule. You probably have it. Just not, you know, yeah. over my head. That, right. Go left, go right. <laughs> not over the toilet. I'm not thrilled about the shower either. It's not even no, a good place for them because either. of the water. But it's it is interesting. Vulnerable. 
come. Yeah, they're definitely vulnerable. Yeah, you were vulnerable. They're vulnerable. But I just thought it was so interesting how the one spider moved over, but yet it didn't leave the area. It could have gone somewhere else. It just moved over and said, hey, man, I guess I got to move over and make way for you. So I'm just minding my business. And as long as everybody (laughs) stays where they have to stay, because I made a promise I wouldn't do anything to harm them. But uh, I feel like I can feel their presence when I walk in. It's very weird. But but you're also more tuned in to their presence. You always have been because of your sensitivity to it for good, bad, all, all of that. You're more sensitive to it. Now I, my sensitivity is a different venue of, Oh, I can't wait to see one. You're I'm actually looking for them and you're, and you're, you're going, okay, you stay there. And, and you've done, I mean, if people go back and look at some of our first shows, Man, we were having a long conversation about, no, Bob's going to stay there. Jack's going to stay over there. Or Susie's going to stay over there. And you have a lot. You have a lot of them. And, and where I'm at now, we, we just don't. If if I, I, I could get a tarantula to walk by, I'd be thrilled. But <laughs> please go see Domina. Do not come here and see me. It's okay. <laughs> no good okay. energy right to towards, California. towards that one. But, you know, it's it's also, I'm, I've, I've done the scoop up thing and go, dude, you're going to get squished here because you're on the middle of the walkway or you're on the, this, and I'm like, I'm warning you this, this, come on, you move okay. on. But it's just, we attract, I truly believe we attract what we're most needing to change and, or grow from. And you think I, I've heard people who are afraid of dogs, and they say every time I go for a walk, every time I go for a walk, uh, dogs start barking at me. And and I start you start putting it together. And it's how do you gently say you realize you're putting that energy out that you think you're going no dogs, no dogs, no dogs, and a dog hears ooh dog 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 dog. <laughs> so they want to know why you're so anxious. They're looking around to see who 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 do they protect you from or who do they kill for their own pack and their own self it's really in the animal world it's about your energy they don't care what you said but it's the energy that comes with the words and if you're you know happy they're still going to say "Ooh, she's awful wound up doesn't sound like it's dangerous but she's awfully wound up for me I have learned just because now you have to remember I spend a great deal of time around caged lions tigers chimpanzees trying to really keep my distance from that one but all these wild animals that didn't have the choice to be in cages but the respect is also i need to make sure i don't get the sanctuary closed down by doing something stupid which we've we've all had guests or somebody in a zoo do this and that's why there's a fence on a fence on a fence because somebody put a hot dog through the fence or their finger with it and then the animal got put down anyways there's another sore spot so i'm going to keep my distance to keep them safe, not just me, but to keep them safe. So that's why I love what you did. You're like, okay, not over my head, over in the toilet, go to the left, go to the right. And, and that I, I got to watch you through that transition of getting that positive energy of, okay, we can coexist as long as, you know, we have these rules and, and I, and that was great. That was really, really great. And that's what I, I really encourage everybody to do. If you don't understand what's going on, 
find out. There's a million YouTubes that cover everything. There's a million books. There's a librarian somewhere that knows about a book that you just have to read. There's so many resources now for you to learn free on your time in secret. If you are shy or embarrassed about what you're afraid of, that is okay. Please hear me. That is okay. But if you let it handicap your life and you don't move somewhere, you don't have flowers because you're worried about what the bugs it'll bring, dot, 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 you will have less of a rich life that you could have had and maybe should have had. So what we have to do is get out of our own way. It's the same thing with understanding your pets. I want you to start paying attention to the details. Ears, what do they say? All the ears, even the floppy ones, say something. If you want to know if somebody's coming to your door and you're in an apartment or you're in a hotel where you have big hallways and lots of doors and your animal lays laying there and their ear tips towards the door, but his head stays down, then they're probably walking by. But if he picks up his head and the ear tilts to the door, they could be coming to your door. It gives you time to, there are some people that are very nervous around company and that's okay. Your animals will tell you. That's why it's so important to know how to care for them. Okay. I thought you were going to continue on. Sorry. I just don't want to take up the whole time because you have fabulous questions that I, you know, can get on this tyrant and I don't want people to be bored to death because I just keep talking and talking. No, no, no. Everything you're saying is, is really a value. So uh, we talked about this last week and we're, we're getting a little bit off topic, but I feel like you've addressed how to say goodbye to your pets. Uh, Mm. We talked about Halloween and of Mm. course we have other holidays coming up and depending on where you live in the world maybe it's a change of season and uh people like to dress up their pets especially when it's getting cold we've got the sweaters and the booties and little hats and some sunglasses and uh what are your thoughts you've shared about this before but i'm not actually sure if we are dressing the pet to keep the pet warm or if we just like to dress it's up an excuse come on you just moved to idaho in the snow season just so you could wear. i've heard people say this i just did you know we went to the mall or something and he has to wear something great and i'm thinking no he doesn't <laughs> But well, tell us about tell us about the a pet a dog specifically a dog's coat. Do all dogs? I mean, oh, I hate to say, but the majority of dogs have what they need to stay warm. Yes, same with cats. Animals are built. Okay, let me caveat everything. Of course, is it's never always. It's never everybody because there's so much heavy heavy designer breeding. So I'm going to talk about things as nature created it, not in the specialty breeds. So let me caveat that first. I can never possibly use and say all. So if you're going to deal with a double coated dog, for example, a German shepherd has a double coat. Anybody who's owned a shepherd and knows how how much they have to brush them and it still comes back. That is going to be a dog that can go in the snow can handle it. Now, nowadays we got booties for their feet because it can't 
their feet are still skin. So their fur can handles it. And a lot of dogs will get um, heavier fur in the toes, especially if you're going to, if you even look at sled dogs today in Alaska and the places where they use them as transportation, those dogs now have booties. They are all ready to go with protecting those feet because just running for miles and miles is tough. There's not enough calluses on the planet. And you, those dogs can save someone's life by getting them from one place to the next in a blizzard. So they have got it down to jackets and booties. These are not exclusive just to a, a country, state, or a location that has excessive working dogs in snow. So remember, booty sucks. Is it going to take time to get them uh, habituated to it? Sure. Absolutely. They're going to rip them off in the beginning. A lot of times you want to be careful though. If you've got a booty missing, <laughs> you better go find it because they can't eat them. They can rip them up and tear them up and think that they're fun. So please, please get something that's fit for the breed. Get help at a pet store. I'd love to say they have professionals there. I haven't seen one in a long time. So if your pet store is privately owned, there is a good chance that they'll have professionals there that can help you with choosing the right jacket, the right size, all of that. Sadly, that is not the case in the big chain stores where you'll get maybe a better price, but they don't typically have a trainer and or animal professional that can say, you need this in the girth, you need this in the neck, you need another collar, you need a harness. What, because I, 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 I challenge any of you to go to a pet store, any pet store, and try to see how to buy, I don't know, a goldfish in a bowl. Well, you get this bowl, this bowl, this bowl, this sand, this food, that food. There's a lot to know. There's a lot to know. So I missed the I really miss the professionals in those stores because if you go to a ski shop or you go to, and I mean snow or water, or you go to an outdoor equipment store and you need to buy the camping gear for your first camping trip or whatever, there are professionals on that floor. I don't know why we cannot do that for our pets also. So many of us have pets that are our family. So many people are not having human children, but they're having pets as their family. So why aren't we providing professionals to help them? Because they must have, now I'm no expert on the industry of pet products, but pet food alone and maybe a house, I, I can't imagine that industry is not booming still, especially during the pandemic. But yet you go into these stores, you still don't see a professional. You see a cashier and they're very good at what they do. And they can tell you what aisle something is on. But I have yet to see one, in not at least not in California. And I've been in a lot, quite a few in California, not all of them, of course. So please, I would love to hear from somebody if they've got a, a like, Mom and Pop's private, not chain store, I would assume they would hire people that actually know pets enough to say, okay, you've got a Burmese python. 
you're going to need this food. You're going to need this lamp. You're going to need this cage. You're going to need this gravel. You're, you got to clean this often. All of those things we learned when I was growing up and when I was literally stocking all the, all the, and I mean, following around stocking, bad stocking, not stocking the shelves, going to all the pet stores just to hang out because I, my family didn't really do pets. I eventually got to raise rabbits, but I was walked through all that. I had a program called 4-H. It still exists. It's a wonderful program for learning to be a public speaker and uh, jobs and caring for animals. Some people think that's all they do. No, that's how they were founded during the farming situations. And then it grew into public speaking and all kinds of things. So this is where you could get that education is reach out to the universities uh, in California, so the University of California, and they have the 4-H program, but it is in all states in the United States and in some European countries, and they can help you learn what does my pet need, but you can also Google it. You can also do these types of things and go on videos. There's so many videos like what I'm doing on this platform is trying to give as much free information as possible so that you do coexist happily because you're informed that this is why they need to do this, this is why they need to do that, why we don't want to be stung by a honeybee, but we want to support them. So I have lots of flowering plants. Do I love flowers? Sure. But I do it also to support the honeybee, which is how we all eat. Again, Try to find a place that has these resources and learn and get all kinds of opinions about the animal you're going to get. But please don't adopt what we call an exotic animal from a kangaroo to a spider and everything else. It's not a cat or a dog, even ferrets. They have very, very specific body temperature, feeding. They've been very popular in the United States. Any of the reptiles. Any of the reptiles need special accommodations. You need to know what you're getting into. How big is that snake going to get that you bought that's only a couple of feet long? <laughs> okay. If you don't know that that's a python or that's a, 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 a whatever other snake I can't think of right now, you need to do your research and you will live together much more harmonious harmoniously because you looked up what they needed and you knew before you adopt. Now we've had accidental pets, but we're getting accidental pets of pets we've actually had before. What I found out the hard way is we babysat for, I don't know, six or seven months, um, like some hamsters. They were not a good fit for my family. <laughs> they were not a good fit for my family. And luckily we were babysitting. Somebody was on vacation. And we got a chance to play with hamsters and went, yeah, no, it doesn't fit our lifestyle. They're not active enough. They, you know, whatever the reason was, it was a very long time ago. I rescued a horse. Yep. Got the horse for free, but not really because the food and everything, but he had, he was allergic to alfalfa. If you know anything about horses, that's a main ingredient in their balanced diet. I had to fight 
other boarding facilities I took him to when I moved to Los Angeles and, and, and get doctor's notes to prove it because everybody just thought I was crazy. And I could tell every time somebody ha had fed him alfalfa because he, what we call foundered, meaning he couldn't stand on his own feet. They hurt so bad. Is it a breeding issue? Is it congenital? I, I don't know. And it didn't matter at that point. It was me taking on an older horse that needed care. And I just needed to figure it was, it was really tough in creativity. And that's what I'm saying. You have to be willing to look outside the box. You have to be willing to try something that maybe hasn't been tried. So when my horse foundered, technically, as far as I know, it's more true. It's high in sugars. Well, grasses have sugars in them. And the alfalfa had the most. It was nutritious, but that's what foundering means. He would walk on his feet and go, like, if he could speak, he'd go, like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it was, it was really painful to watch. And, and this is not a very big horse. It was Morab. So he was probably at the top of my shoulder was his back. So probably only about um, 10 hands is what you measure a horse by. So it wasn't very tall or a very big horse. Luckily, we and, and the problem was he was always too trim because of the food allergies. Couldn't give him apples, couldn't give him molasses, couldn't give him any of the high sugar things because they converted into too high. I mean, those are the struggles we go through, but know what you're getting. Do your homework. And when you find out you're the wrong owner, find a new home. Do the right thing. It's the hardest thing we do is to say, hey, I give up. Unless you're the give up type and just give away everybody, then you just need to stop adopting, adopting things right. that don't work. No, 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 no. <laughs> exactly. No <laughs> good for you. No, no, no. No good for you. No, no, no. Wow. Well, I think people really can take heed by what you've shared across the board as always and i really do appreciate the fact that you come here and give of your heart and um we have a comment i don't know if it's from you or it's from bridging world so many of us including me struggle alone with so many of our pets behaviors end of life decisions and trainings is that from you it is i love it i love it good comment um so i'm gonna we're gonna be back again next week with another fabulous topic and i know that you are posting fabulous things on your facebook you're on uh not all the, the social media websites because it's not for everyone right it's right. and by the way and i don't I even know if you know this linkedin so that i talk yeah. a lot about a lot of professional things but all the same fun tips and yeah. facebook it all, all lives there and, and, and your, your life when I'm not on YouTube anymore, this is my only YouTube. Um, so that you get a plethora of different ways to learn because Absolutely. everybody learns differently and the topics different. And you might be up at midnight and we're looking for something to read. And we've got all your videos from all your wonderful shows to go to. And you can look up all the wonderful things on your own time. It, it's free to you. And that's really where I want to be. Of course, you can call me um, and I can help you with your pets. That's what I do professionally. But this is the way to give back. 
Brilliant. Thank you again. And as we close out, I'm just going to let our audience know we have our first anniversary party, January the 15th. It's one year in business and we will be live streaming from USA Global TV and radio going forward and saying bye-bye to the social media platforms. We will be live streaming from our website, which is fabulous. Uh, we've got people working on it now. It's going to take a couple of months to cut over because we have so many pages on our website, but I'm super excited about about that. So I'm going to thank you for being part of this journey and thank you to each and every one of you. I hope you have a beautiful and blessed weekend and we'll be back here again next week. I'm going to, and I will be here at our new time, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is noon Pacific Standard Time, and it will be 8 p.m. Greenwich <laughs> Mean Time starting next week. So, so thank you again, everyone. We really appreciate it. We'll see you soon. Take care. Bye. Have a great Take care. Bye.